my main interest in how do you start composing mm-hmm. and how do you come up with the, your ideas, sketches, yeah, how the process really looks like. I would say there is not one process that repeats itself okay. because I sometimes I'm very interested in doing like mathematical, put mathematical ideas into music, which does not mean that I'm not interested in the sound. So I'm always yeah. interested, of course, in the sound, but I like to, it's, it's like playing Sudoku a little bit. I not always do it like that. I sometimes also do without these kind of sketches. So there are pieces okay. that are written, they are called Caprice, maybe you saw the homepage. Yeah. And here, the main ideas I want to compose without sketches. I actually really want to just sit down and write and look what's happening. Of course, I'm, okay. then I'm thinking really a lot what I'm writing. But it's not that I'm... I want to be as free as possible. Yeah? Yeah. But this is the Caprice side. And then there is the other way of composing, which sometimes manifests itself in, let's call it mathematical um, ideas. It's mostly about the arrangement of the harmony. So I'm not... Well, of course, I'm also thinking about tempo modulations, about how to transform one tempo in another tempo. The sketches I do, they're both uh, like harmonic sketches. What was the initial idea, the intervals and... I wanted to just make a piece again that uh-huh. consists of these the 11 intervals on each chromatic pitch, but I wanted to make the piece longer, more okay. intricate. I wanted to have each interval more than one time. And so. What, what inspired you to start creating modern music and, and especially uh, music based on mathematics? I, I always loved composing, so yes. I already composed when I was six years old. But of course it was <laughs> rather in the classical <laughs> yeah. baroque okay. style. And when I, um, then I was like 20 and I, I, I was studying already violin, but I knew it wasn't all, I wanted to do more. Yes. And I wanted to just, because my brother already was also studying composition, so I thought, well I also want to, and started to study composition, but I actually was not at all interested in contemporary music. Yes. And I also much more thought about becoming a film music, maybe. I read jazz, you like jazz music? I like, but I don't have a real connection, so. Okay. So, and then I started started studying, I had a very great teacher who like encouraged me just to try out things and then so I started to write. But I actually cannot say really how I came up with all these things. I just okay. I think that in, in my head it was always there is some, some in some way a very systematic way of analyzing or, or yes. to put things and if you want to have an overview of your things that you write at one point you're starting to use charts different colors. And I did this, and then I started doing more elaborately, till I some, at some point did pieces like that, yeah? Which is of course not the, I don't well, I think it's important and it's nice, but I, I, I do not see myself as a okay. mathematical, yeah. because of course in all these things, I'm always thinking about how will it sound together. So this yeah. is actually the important uh, way of saying yes or no to the structure. And it's really nice that you use not only numbers, but colors that are expressing not mathematical, but more like emotional maybe. Or yes. Like it's, it's a combination of two. Yeah. But as I've said, I mean, in the end, the way I put these things into music here, I uh, probably, I think, one reason I could do this, because I sometimes think, why do I do this? One reason could be that I want to have a, that I 
do not want to think too much about which tones or harmonies to use, but I want to take something that I already decided, which makes a lot of sense for me, yes. and to be more free in, in concentrating on the other thing. When you write music, you don't need to think about all this Ah, no, no, no. This is just for one piece. Yeah? Yeah. This is already decided, like here, for yeah, one yeah. piece. I have a plan. I can, I can use these things and I, I do not have to worry too much about the... I mean, they are already decided. But this is for one piece, so if I write another piece, I will... I actually used this for another piece, but it was an ensemble piece and there is uh, a whole other thing. It's about uh, dividing intervals. So all these intervals I divided then you get a lot of quarter tones. With every second interval you get a quarter tone, like if you divide the minor third in the middle, you get a quarter tone. But if you divide, for example, here, this, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tones, yeah? If you divide each interval that is written here, how many tones you get? Seven plus six plus five plus ah, okay. four plus three plus two plus one, which is, I think it's 28, I'm not sure now. In this other piece, I took this tone, yes. and then you get an extremely intricate structure of like 20 or tones. And what usually inspires you to create a structures, like to divide um, intervals, how do you get? So how, how does it come? I don't know, I think it's a, you, I probably have a brain which which likes yeah, okay. special things and which does not like other things and this is of course something which it, on some point this all extremely makes sense. I, I know this sounds a little stupid but I, I, have a, I have a very strong justification for myself what okay. I write and maybe I'm searching for a very strong reason behind my music. So you created, you don't look to other composers, you don't look to like literature? Well, of course, I, I, when I studied, I looked at a lot yeah. of other composers and I, I have contact with other composers. This is not really inspired by, nobody taught me this. You know? okay. Nobody showed it to me. I think it just, I also, I didn't start with something like that. Yeah, I, I, the first thing you write, 12 notes. And then you just, because you do not want to repeat yourself, you make something like that. Very 12-tone thinking. But then, at some point, you will see, gets not really, you don't have a good overview. So that is what a point where I started to use different colors. It's important to look how you start, with which uh, tone you start. If you think about writing not tonal music, which I actually teach, so I teach historic counterpoint and all this stuff, you always think, what do I use? And of course there are chords and melodies and used because just how they sound. But you also start to think about, you can do symmetrical chords, you can do chords which have the repetition of the interval in itself. So there are very, a lot of things how you can structure chords. Yes. Yeah. There probably already start thinking about these things. And I had a Finnish uh, teacher, was one year in Helsinki, was a very systematic guy. So at this point, I realized for the first time that I could really, really like systematically think about how structuring chords. Before that I didn't, because we didn't learn it. But he asked me to write a piece just only used in the chords, four voices, and only use tritone, fourth and fifth, only these intervals. 
And then I realized, ah, there is a very limited number of these calls. And actually, I can have a very good overview of my possibilities. So I started to, when I worked in the special courts, I started to try to know how many of these calls actually do exist. So when I wrote the um, orchestra piece, I only use chords up of two intervals. So you can, for example, write a chord which is alternately built of these intervals. How many chords can I build by alternately putting two intervals to each other? There is a limited number to it. So I want to know how many there are. I want to know how they look like. I want to know how they sound. Because I want to know how my possibilities in a special field. And then I can decide what I use. So this is a very similar way of thinking. I know this piece was the pianist requested the piece. Yeah, she asked me if, if I would write a So I was in, in New York formed in a festival. And then I talked with the pianist and she said she had a solo recital in April. But actually she just wrote me an email and asked me if I would be interested to write a piece for her, a short piece for the solo recital. And she would maybe also premiere one of the pieces from the cycle from 25 pieces. So I said, yeah, okay, I'm, I will write something. But she did not at all ask me what to. No, she just said, do what you want. And, and then I wrote this. Yeah. Were you thinking about the performance of a piece? Um, yeah, of course. From the technique of pianists, yeah. what changes did you make? That well, I, I wrote the, the cycle before this, and the cycle yes. is 90 minutes, so I wrote so much for piano solo that I did not oh, think okay. about. I mean, of course, I myself play the piano, so I somehow know what's possible on the keys. So I do not normally use the piano inside. I use the piano inside in, in ensemble pieces, but not in solo pieces because I always find it I find it difficult to, to integrate it sensefully. Yeah? Okay. I think about what's possible. I think about the technique of the instrument, of course. Yes, yeah. Everything should be playable, everything should be make sense on the piano, yeah, which course. does not mean that it's easy. I mean, I think it's quite difficult to perform this piece. Okay. I have the reputation of writing difficult music, which is fine <laughs> for me. Of course, I also tried out all of this on the piano. Yeah. Very sure, actually, about the piano. I don't even try it out while I'm composing. So I wrote the whole piece without piano. Yes. And just when it was completely finished, I went to the piano to play it once through. Well, not in tempo, but slowly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just to look, is it really all possible? And then I thought, I saw it. It is possible, so... Okay, fine. Can I ask about the pianist, um, what was her reaction and what was her thoughts and impressions? She was happy with it. I mean, she said she had fun practicing it, she also recorded it. Hopefully there will be a, like a professional like a recording coming out. Nice. She said she has a lot of respect because it's, these things look so easy, but actually this is extremely difficult to... Does these intervals really sound very, very, very yes. soft? It's really interesting because you're a performer and a composer and you also composed pieces for violin and you're mainly violinist, right? Yes. How does it change for you? You also perform your own pieces. How does it is different? There is one thing, when I play or perform, uh, when I practice my own music, I do not make much difference between if it's my music or oh, if it's okay. the music of somebody else. Because yes. when I play the violin and I play the music, so I just have to overcome certain technical difficulties. Okay. When I practice it, it really doesn't matter a lot. Of course, when I perform the music in my ensemble or with my quartet, yes. Of course, I somehow decide in the rehearsal what we do. I kind of lead the rehearsal. I say how I want it to be. But of course, every other member can also say what she thinks. I mean, playing the violin 
on a certain level is a very cool thing because you always need string instruments in an ensemble or most of the time and when you self really played it and know what you can use uh, do on it and when you also have performed a lot of contemporary music then you, you just know what's possible you can see in my music I'm a musician uh, it is very interesting because I participated in a competition once and, and I was in the finals and, and the judge told me when she saw my music she immediately thought this is a musician. This is interesting I think. I think it's also sometimes a little a problem because as a musician, I don't know, when I play opera I, I like difficult stuff and as a musician you often tend to, my music, you see it is written by somebody who, who somehow likes to play wild stuff. Then there is of course another thing that I have a lot of contacts that I, as a composer, is because I'm a musician. So a lot of contacts I made with ensembles or other musicians was because I just got to know them. And then I also have the feeling when they know that I can play an instrument and that I can play what I write, they somehow more respect what I write in the sense that, okay, he is able to play it so he knows. I think this is one point. Um, so maybe more about, because you said that you have this construction outside and yeah. then also we have with Caprice more free composing. So this is a very opposite compositional techniques. And how do you combine them? How do you feel what piece should be? I, see my, I somehow love my Caprice's most. Okay. I think they are, yeah. somehow they sound, they are simply the most fun to listen to, <laughs> somehow. I mean, of course, I also like the other pieces. With some caprices, I think you can really feel the free energy. But I'll just say, when I write a caprice, I have to be really able to concentrate and be really yes. able to, because it's much more it's much more difficult to write music if you don't have sketches, if you have yes. to decide all the time what you do. Because with this, when I have done this huge thing, then I somehow it's easier to you write. Don't need to, yeah. yeah. But with the caprices it's much, much more, more difficult because I cannot rely on other things. I don't have sketches. I always, today I thought as a composer, it's actually also like a writer, it's actually quite important that you have a good uh, memory because you should yes. memorize what you have written. I mean, if it's like 200 pages, you cannot look all the time what have I written. You, you should somehow have it in your head. Yes. Well, I mean, not all, but there, there is one thing. I actually did a lot of pop music when I was younger like when I was 14, 15, 16 years, okay. when I started to compose contemporary stuff, I, okay. I always thought it's, it's so sad that I cannot compose in the same way that I did when I made pop music. Because yes. when I made pop music, I simply did what sounded good. And here I always had the feeling that I had to have other... So I, I actually kind of wanted to find a way to compose like I had written pop music. So this okay. was one of the reasons why I started to write Caprices. And the other reason was that I wrote a piece for an Austrian ensemble, it's called the Sommerdiener Collage, and they wanted that the piece should have a connection with Strindberg, you know, the, the Swedish writer. In a book about Strindberg, there was a passage where Strindberg described how he painted in his free time. And there he said, well, he takes a canvas, but not just of a small size, so he can paint on it as long as his inspiration lasts, so for two or three hours, and then he goes to the canvas and he has an idea, but he doesn't have a brush, he just takes the knives and he starts working and he just realized that actually the thing that he wanted to paint doesn't, it doesn't work out, it suddenly looks completely different, so he does something different. And then I thought this is a very fun thing, I, I would like to try it out. 
So I wrote this piece for Ensemble Wiener Collage. It's called Mehrteich Schwefelfälle, which was kind of the first caprice. And in this piece, I kind of said, okay, each day I will write one or two or three pages, just very short things, very but very concentrated, and I will put them together. Like, so yes. I was working like Strindberg. So this was one point where I started to say, okay, I will, I want to sometimes try out to write music without a lot of sketches. But I also have to say that the caprices, they sound wilder, they sound more fun, cooler. The really like important breakthroughs are often in the other pieces. Because in the other pieces I elaborate things yes. a lot. In the, the caprices I rather use what I feel, what I can easily use. I'm not okay. elaborating so yes. much. And how this working routine looks like? Do you work every day? I would love to do that, but it's not really possible every day because okay. I have other obligations. So. Like on a day like today, I was teaching from 8 to 5. With one hour of break, I cannot compose now in the evening. I'm just too tired. Yeah. So I also perform a lot. For example, tomorrow I will also not be able to compose because I teach from 8 to 1. And then I have to get my bow, which is now the bow maker. And then probably have to sleep a little bit. I will have to practice one or two hours and in the evening I play in the opera. So there is no time. I completely know when I will compose. Well, Wednesday till Saturday I have time. So I can compose these four days. But also not the whole day. Because I, for example, there was a recording made and I have to go through it and decide what is good and what is not. And this takes like 10 hours for one piece. <laughs> Yeah. I have to do this, I have to do... Uh, I will do a recording in the summer and I have to check the funding. So there are a lot of things yes, like this. Yes. When I compose, I try to compose three or four hours in the morning. Start whenever I get up, so I actually do not want to start too late. So let's yes. say 9.30 to 1.30 is perfect. Or 9 to yeah. 1 or 10 to 2 or something. In time span of four hours is... Or four hours 30 or 3.30 is, is a very good time span. And in this time span, I like to turn off my phone and I do not do anything else than compose. I, I mean, every hour I make 10 minutes of like coffee break or, or play something on my phone, but I, this is like the work routine. What is your starting point with when I write a new piece? Uh, if, <laughs> when I start a new piece, I normally look, I'm writing now, but I already know the next two pieces okay. that I'm going to write. So already now, this is in my head and I, of course it's somehow working. I'm not working on it, not yet, but it, it is working in my head because I know I will write these pieces and I'm already thinking a little bit about it in which direction it could go. And you may be taking notes or sketches? No, or not notes? really, not yet. But you remember every... every no, 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 because this is something very... Yeah, this is not okay, detailed. Absolutely. It's just a little so in which direction it okay. could go. And then when I start, I sit down. Here, I was not really sure what I would do. I was just sure that I wanted to try out with this interval thing. So I started 31st of July 2017. I sometimes feel like a serial killer when I do this stuff. And <laughs> I write down, new work for piano solo. Duration will be about five minutes. The performance will be on the 27th of April in Bushwick in New York. It is written for Yumi here. My idea is, yeah, to play with the intervals like in the piece Postscriptum, title double point, post postscriptum, so I already had somehow the title, post postscriptum, 2 times 11 times 12 times, Fragezeichen oh. is already yes. new, I wanted to do this again but more of it and the more intricate okay. way, and so it started, like here I already wrote, ah, the first idea was to do it 12 times on each pitch. But then I realized okay. it would be 3,168 notes, which is a little bit a lot for five minutes. 
other idea, three different layers which are like a canon. So this idea did not happen, but I want in any case to work with layers. But I realized this is extremely difficult. I just did not really, yes. couldn't really do it. It was too, too difficult actually. Yeah? But this is still a very, very interesting idea. If you have this consecution of intervals, and if you analyze all of these relationships, to have one main interval between them. But it's, it's very difficult. So this is the way, and then, nice. and then at some point it, it just crystallizes. But I also have to say that I sometimes do this way of composing when I do not feel so creative. Because when I'm completely creative, I can write a caprice. But here is so much of, I have certain ideas, but to try this out, I do not have to be creative. How would you represent your own music? What would you say? Um, I don't know who said it. I think more people, not only one, okay. said it. Uh, but a piece of art consists of an idea, which is like the philosophical part of the whole thing, and the central part, which is much more uh, connected with handcraft. And you could say, if something is only idea but not handcraft, then it's more philosophical or more philosophy, and it's only handcraft but no idea, it's also not art, because then it's just the imitation of something. I'm a huge fan of the handcraft thing, but of course I know that it's not enough to make good art. For my impression, I miss something this in compositions, because I have the feeling that each the composers think that they have to stress so much the philosophical point that is in my eyes a little missing, actually. Okay. With some people, but also with some people that are very successful. So I think that the over intellectualization of music is sometimes a problem for me. But of course, this does not mean that I'm not a fan or that I'm not interested yeah, in philosophy yeah, or something. Course, like. But I think if I make music, both things are really important. I think that as a composer or as an artist, as a creative artist, these two things should always concern you. So when I write, I think I put a lot of stress on, the, on working things out. And I know that people say about my scores that they look very good and that there are nearly there are no mistakes. Yes. I mean of course there are. But so I put a lot of stress also in on these things. Where you could say they're not so important because it's not art anymore. Yeah, okay. But somehow this also somehow reflects my way of thinking. Yeah? Maybe it's a little pedantic. Somehow it's for me important. Because if I give this out of my hand and yeah. if you read it, you it's there is somehow this is somehow me, you see? Yes, so if yes. I give this out of my hands, I present myself to you in some way. Of course, I want it to be good. Uh -huh. I want yeah. it to have a value. Well, the two things, you cannot really put them. Yeah, but course. they kind of... Of course, music should have good ideas, but ideas is not... I don't mean the melody as an idea, but, but what a piece of art can be, this is the idea. Of course, music is something that sounds, which comes to our ears, which uh, triggers emotions. I think it's not enough as a composer to want to change the world in a philosophical way, because then I think don't, don't be a composer, do, do something else. Because as a composer, you, use, you don't speak. I do not think that music is a language. It okay. is not a language. Yeah. It is something different. Of course there are similarities between music and language, but to say music is a language, I think this is stupid. It's not true. Yeah? Okay. So it's something really different, which works in different ways, which, which, but it, it, it goes very deep 
yeah? because it also goes to the not to the this brain but to to that brain like <laughs> to your old brain okay. yeah yes. so it's, it's just I mean this is a psychological fact if you look at things like your eyes are a much more intellectual part of you than your ears so that's why film music extremely triggers your emotions much less than the, yes. the movie and you have to be clear about it when you write music that somehow will touch the people that listen to in any way but so that's why of course it should be as touching as possible which does not mean yes. that I, I want when I say like this it sounds like I want to like manipulate people <laughs> wow difficult one thing that I think if somebody listens to my music or if somebody goes to a concert and listens to my music then he or she dedicates 10 or 15 minutes of her life to the things that I've done. He or she should have the feeling that she spent these 15 minutes well. 